So, we're back. We're back. Yay. And it didn't take six months this time. That's amazing. Yeah. How's everybody been? Um, great. Yeah? Yeah. Since our last episode? Yeah. Any th- new developments? I don't think so. I mean, I know it has, it's been a while, but it doesn't really feel like it. Yeah. Well, it's been at least, you know, a couple of weeks. Nothing's changed. No new jobs. Not since last time. No. New cars, COVID, new house. I'm very distracted by Rob's Ghostbuster shirt. Well, especially since What's-His-Face is slimed. I know. I kind of want it. It's pretty, pretty, pretty fun. Where'd you get that? I don't know. Jenna got it for me. Split. (laughs) SP clad. At SP clad. That's the... SP clad. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters was a great movie. Was. Mm Mm-hmm. Little cheesy, but it works. Yeah. It's coming back. Again. How many people out there are going to go see that new one, you think? I don't know. I feel like everything old is new again. I really, you know, mm. do you notice this, that, like, everything from your childhood just keeps getting remade? Well, absolutely. Over and over and over again. It's like, listen, people, get some new mm. ideas. Hollywood doesn't want new ideas. Get some new ideas. They want they want Die. cash cow. They don't want failures. They want remakes. But some of these remakes are horrible. Yeah, I mean, some of them are all right. <laughs> Give me one good one. I got a couple, but that's me. Uh, the Transformer movies were awesome. Never saw them. Oh, no. What? What? You didn't but think they were good? The first one, maybe, was okay. Bumblebee was awesome. Oh, boy. You know the problem with those movies? And this was going to sound racist against robots? Is I could never tell. <laughs> I could never You're tell. You robot. You never tell if the robot was good or bad? I, yeah, well, that. And I couldn't tell which one was who. Yeah, like, because they were you fighting. know why. They were fighting. And I was like, what the hell is this shit? It's just a bunch of metal. Because you never grew up watching the I original Transformers. No, I didn't. So for those of us that watched Optimus Prime and the Decepticons and all the cool stuff that happened, it's like real life. It's like something that you watched as a kid and it came to real life. I missed out on that. But it's as you amazing. as you look around the studio though, we do have some uh Yeah, I mean we have like like I I grew up on like the Ninja Turtles. That was my thing. So I missed out on the Transformers by a few years, I'd say. I didn't see the Ninja Turtle movies. The remake? Mm-mm. You didn't see the ninjas, really? I mean, I think I saw the live-action ones like when they first came out, back in like the n- early 90s, maybe? Cowabunga, dude. But nothing after that. Right? Wasn't that Cowabunga? Yep. The G.I. Joe movies, though, those were good. Yeah. I'm so old, I actually saw the black and white G.I. Joe. Yeah. Really? He was in that? G.I. Joe. Real American hero. Oh, boy. But that was kind of cool to see, like, snake eyes and, like characters again that you grew up with watching cartoons and now they're in real life it's another one i missed out on the mortal kombat movies so nope. good can't wait for one. the new one mm-hmm. cannot wait for the new one so excited where's the worst hurry get the, over here the crowd that's not into these oh my god no who's not into mortal kombat you got to be kidding me are you into uh anime at all i used to be not really so much anymore rob yeah okay so your dream desires only go so far, like when you drift off on these shows. In the sense of, like, you got a, you know, suspension of disbelief when you watch these movies because it's not real. Is where anime is even more of that because <laughs> it's not real people. Yeah. In a sense, it's gone to the next level. Of you should animation. do yourself a favor and watch some old 1980s cartoons. You'll have a whole new appreciation for life. Send me a list. All right, I will. Maybe our viewers can give you some. Uh, yeah, send our them listeners to can give you some some good advice now, I, about I that. 
I did see the Ghostbusters cartoon. I would watch that. That was still on as I was getting yeah. growing up. I remember that. But yeah. that came after the fact. It did. Like, you need to watch the stuff that, like, made the movies. You know, like Transformers and G.I. Joe. And what are some other ones that have come out that have been good? He-Man. He-Man. That the one Hulk. I did see. Somehow. I don't know how I caught that All one. the Marvel stuff. That the I X-Man know. cartoon. Yeah, that was 90s. That was really good. Yeah. The movies were good. We should do, like, an episode of, like, um... Nerd stuff? I think we are right now. Nerd stuff, like movie stuff that is just <laughs> off topic and just ramble about that because... Nerdland. Nerdland. Oh. That's a future episode. If anyone saw a picture of the Pear Bevel Studios, they You'd would understand. understand. <laughs> it's pretty dope in here, though. Oh, mm-hmm. that's right. We are at Pear Bevel. Yes. I like the big shield you oh, got over there. Yeah, yeah, I know. That shield. Have you watched the new Winter Soldier? Yep. Do you like it? Yeah. I've only seen, like, I think the first two episodes so far. Okay. Yeah, the first one I thought was a little slow. And WandaVision? Did you watch that? Yeah. That's gotten better. The first couple episodes, I was like, this is stupid. Yeah. Then all of a sudden. Yeah, it clicked one episode, and I was like, oh, this is. Did you finish it? it. No. It went down at, at the end, I feel like. I'm at the episode where I just finished the episode where they realize what she's doing. Okay. So, right at the good parts. And I was going to say uh, King Kong <laughs> versus Godzilla 1969 was a good year um, for movies. King Kong versus Godzilla 2021. Uh, I haven't watched it. I did. I heard, uh, I didn't That's hear that there wasn't too many good reviews towards the end. It's kind of split. They were so cheesy, but they were good because they were so cheesy. But they're groundbreaking. Yeah. In a sense. They got us. You know, the only thing that's got us here with the. Godzilla! Godzilla's coming! Mother! What do you say, Mother? Oh, it's that Jackie Chan, sorry. Japanese girls that would sing to Mothra. And it summons them. Yep. That was awesome. No, they, uh, those groundbreaking movies got us to eventually, with the technology as today, so you can get away Mm -hmm. and actually make these movies look like badass. Because I might not follow them or watch them, you know, I'll hear things here and there, but the technology on this, some of the shit that they do is just. It's crazy. You could, you could make like a realistic werewolf or something. I wish they would remake Underworld, all that whole series again, because the CGI now would be so much better. Those movies still kicked ass. For the time, yeah. Yeah. I, so I good. See the last couple ones. What? I've been meaning to. I, I know you pushed. You you were pushing that on me for a while. I didn't. I didn't get a chance to watch. I've seen bits and pieces. Oh of them my all. God! They're so good. And the, the werewolves are so kick-ass in yeah, those movies. I do remember that. Because, like, I hate when movies oh. have, like, Which werewolves. Which is the best one? Like where they're just, like, yeah. Where they're just big wolves. Well, that's like, all. They're werewolves. They have to be half-human, half-wolf. Well, see, you got to watch all three of them because you get more and more of the history. So by the time the third, third one, one rolls, rolls around, around, you're like, oh, my God, all the pieces are fitting together. And you're like, that's why that happened. So the first one is just, like, cool, kick-ass movie you know it's this badass Mm -hmm. vampire like hunting down like this werewolf dude but then the second one you find out more about the dynamic of her history and like why things came to be it's just really good so they're made really well they're not like super cheesy and for the time the effects are so cool but this is the 90s right it's the first like 2000s set of movies that i really remember werewolves being like scary and like they could rip you apart and they do rip a lot of people apart in those movies. 
But they don't also don't call them werewolves. What do they call them? What do you think they call them? I don't know. Lycanthropes? Okay. Yeah. Nice tie. They don't like to be called werewolves? Kind of led right into where we're going today. Well, I tried. Yeah, we did. That was a smooth transition. It was. Yeah. Rob started it. I just picked <laughs> I it up. I know. I'm trying to bring the train home. I'm trying to reel that, it back in. That's probably the best transition for being way off topic to on topic that we've ever done. Parababble. Without trying. This episode yeah. is... Ching-ching-ching. Well. Werewolves. Oh. Yeah. Yep. That's what we're talking about tonight. Werewolves. Re- real life werewolves. Not real life werewolves. So this is kind of crazy that we're at episode 90-something, mm-hmm. and we've never done a full episode on werewolves. I don't know how never? that happened. I think we, we may have done... Under monsters or something like that. Or like vampires and werewolves and things well, like that. Yeah. We did... We um, skimmed. And we've done the... the when, Wendigos. Yeah, we've done Bigfoots. We've done a lot of hairy animals. Yeah. A lot of crypto stuff. Yep. But not necessarily just an entire episode devoted to... Oh, you know, if I took my shirt off, you can see all the hair on my back. We could do an episode on that. <laughs> Are you a werewolf, Jake? <laughs> you never know. <laughs> do they really exist? Are they really real? Some people think so. I call BS. Oh, get oh, out of here. On. You haven't fallen down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Oh, okay. Rob's going to bring you down the rabbit hole, mm-hmm. and you're going to be singing a different tune by the end of this Don't episode. Don't worry. I'll have a rope. And I cannot understand how you could believe in aliens and Bigfoot and all kinds of other junk, but you can't believe in a werewolf. Oh, there's so many things I could say, and I'd probably get, like, shot down really quick. Okay, so, yep. yeah, <laughs> I mean, they could be real, but me personally, thinking... Listen, do caterpillars, caterpillars change into butterflies, their whole bodies turn into sludge and slime and break down, so, and they become a chrysalis... And so you're saying people just, what, So I'm saying it might be possible. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not going to say it's not possible. All right. So where do we want to start with this whole legend? (laughs) The legend of the werewolf. The legend of the werewolf. I mean, where does this all... It's been around forever. What, Germany, Italy, Europe, Europeans? No, Greek, Roman. Greek, Roman, okay, overseas. Norse, mythology. Yes. It's in every single one of those things. The gypsies will curse you. I'm already cursed. (laughs) Hey. Okay, so it started way back when. Yeah, it's been around forever. There are writings. Yep. There's people in, like, you know, the 1500s and 1600s being accused of being werewolves and being burned at the stake for it. Yes, because of jilted lovers. Isn't that the first one that started out? The All kind, real well, prose I feel that like was they written? Just, people would kill a lot of people, and then they just blame it on the fact that they are a werewolf. Just like the witch hunts. Yeah, exactly. I just, I'm so Wait, distracted by your notes and the werewolf witches? that yeah, I drew. I just drew this werewolf and I'm pretty impressed with it. I don't it. know any. But it kind of looks like a Muppet. <laughs> I really like it. I feel like it's um, definitely a, a pretty good drawing. You got a lot of notes there, Rob. For somebody who had no notes at our last, whoa. For somebody that had no notes at our last episode... Rob really did his research with I told this. you I went down the rabbit hole. See, you can always tell who likes which topics by how much work and research right. goes into their notes. That's so funny because it's a good way to judge yeah. where everything goes. Like, oh, crap, I'm going to have to carry this because I'm like, the only one with over a page. Right, and then there's or, the oh, crap, forensic crime scene cleanup <laughs> episode. Again, you're going to try to find a way every to work this episode. into every single episode. <laughs> um, can we find out the number so at least I have the number? I could look it up but, for you after. <laughs> Oh, you can't look it up during the show, huh? No, I don't. Uh, you just no. don't want to give it any credit. He can't get distracted with his two and a half well, okay. pages of notes. All right, so we're getting off topic a little. That never happens. Yeah, never. I felt weird. Can we just say that the, the this whole um, thing started as the, the oldest known prose is when uh, Gilgamesh 
Giglamesh? Giglamesh. Jilted a potential lover because she had um, turned her previous mate into a wolf. So, that's kind of how it picked Gilgamesh, up a little bit. The epic of Gilgamesh. Yes. <laughs> Was Sorry, it BC? Can you say it with a German accent? 2100 BC. 2100, okay. And I just want to note that it was a woman who turned the man into a werewolf because he was a jerk. Dirty deeds. Yep. Done dirt cheap. Done dirt cheap. I was just going to say, damn it, you were in my brain. Okay. So that's kind of... He set the tone. I set the tone. For you now, Rob. Well, mine's way, way after. (laughs) More modern, yeah. Yeah. After death? Yeah. Yeah. AD. (laughs) As in, like, the last, you know, 20 years. millennia? Is like 15 millennia? years ago, there was like this guy. Y2K? <laughs> no, Y2K. Literally, one of these is from 2006, so it is 15 years ago. There is this guy. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> he went to the barber. All right, so let's oh. just start this way. Rob, are werewolves real? I know it's a loaded question, but just go with like your first gut instinct on it. <laughs> you did all this research, you still don't have a conclusion? Well, you know we like to solve the episodes in the first five minutes. It's that's it's tough to say oh, because it's a toss up. Okay. Well, no, I mean, yes and no, maybe. Okay, all right. You'll see where I'm going with it. I can. How does a rabbit hole have a middle of the road answer? I can go with that because you just keep falling. You don't actually get if you had a firm answer, you'd fall and you get to the bottom. Of I the think hole. I might be able to answer your question there. Mm-hmm. It is. You already said you don't believe. I don't because you know what is. As in Bigfoot, uh-huh. there is a little more proof to a Bigfoot than there is a werewolf. No, there's not. So before Rob gets started, I made but a the little werewolf, list. But the werewolf... I made a little list. Give me some history. Give me some, Show me the, the physical pieces that... Where's might... the Bigfoot? Where's the Bigfoot body? <laughs> Have you seen those big-ass uh, clay feet that they oh, mold? Sh- no, yeah, hairs cro- that can't... Next thing you're DNA gonna hairs that can't be... Next thing you're going to tell me crop circles are real, too, right? Well, they are. People go around and they take their I little can't. sticks. So these are the similarities between Bigfoots and werewolves. You ready? Yes. They both live in the woods. <laughs> they have never found a dead one of either one of them. And you know what? Man, I walked On into that, that fact, one. Yeah. They might not ever find a dead werewolf because it's transformed back into human. What's Bigfoot's excuse? Well, exactly. <laughs> Even what? better point. Lots of reports of seeing them, though. They're seen everywhere, mm-hmm. all over they the are? world. Oh yeah, still. Both, oh yeah, both of them. They and they call them different things depending on where they see them. Um, they're both related to men. <laughs> There's not too many sightings so, of bigfoot women or werewolf women. None of them have boobs. Kind of interesting. Um, they have lots of origin <laughs> stories through history, both bigfoot and werewolves, right? Most cryptos do. They're both hairy. They're both elusive. And they could technically both rip you apart. So in my mind, they're pretty much the same thing. And I don't believe in Bigfoot either. So therefore, werewolves do not exist. (laughs) Way to bring around full circle. (laughs) But no, I want to be proved wrong. I want Rob to be able to give me some information that's going to change my mind. I'm fighting an uphill battle here with both of you. It's all right, though. Okay. You know, usually it's the opposite. Yeah, Yeah, I know. This is very bizarre. I don't know. You're on that hot seat. (laughs) Now you know how it feels. Yeah, I guess so. Damn, I suck. <laughs> Hotels, portals to hell, maybe, yeah. maybe not. Now, no. it's, now it's my turn. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, where do I start here? Well, I, I well got... tell us what you think is going on here. Okay, 
it's going to be a little interesting, I guess, from what I found here. There's two modern-day werewolf stories I found. Okay. Eyewitnesses. Okay. The second one I'll I'll save because that kind of ties it into other stuff that made me question a little bit more. So the first one is uh, from Diane and Keith Williams. Uh, this happened in London, Ohio. So they, they have a house. They bought a house in the woods. Married couple. They didn't have any kids. Younger couple. Uh, so Keith worked during the day and he went to night school at night. So most of the time Diane was there home alone. Mm-hmm. So one night Diane heard noises outside of the house. She looked outside the window and saw eyes staring back at her from human level. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So Keith came home and checked outside, but he didn't find anything. So a few weeks later, Diane saw the eyes again. She's home alone again. She sees them. This time they followed her around the house as she went around turning all the lights off so that it couldn't see in, but maybe she could see outside to see what it was exactly. Creepy. Yeah, totally creepy. <laughs> so she saw the form of a person and immediately called the cops. Uh, she heard movement from the front to the back of her house. So it was like running around the house. Police came. They didn't find anything. So now they're starting to think Diane's crazy. Mm-hmm. Logical conclusion. As you would. Logical conclusion. Peeping yeah. Tom. I mean, she's the only one that's seen anything up to this point. Four months later, Keith was going out early. So he was in his truck going out somewhere. And he looks in his rear view mirror. He's adjusting his mirror. Mm-hmm. And he sees the eyes that... Diane had described. Just his, the eyes. Were they glowing or were they white? It was dark? it was so early it was still dark out. Yeah, they were like fluorescent almost. Okay. Yeah. Yellow fluorescent. So I, their eyes oh, might light up like so they can see. Amber? Better. Yeah. Okay. Amber. Why? <laughs> because some of the research I have is now starting to sound a little bit like some of your research. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Okay. So Six to seven feet tall. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. sometimes taller. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he sees this in his rear view mirror. He immediately gets out of his car, runs to the back to see what it was. It was gone by then, but he found strange tracks in the snow. He got out of his car and went and chased this thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, I'm ballsy, but getting out of your truck or whatever and running it, like... Mm-hmm. Well, if you thought this was stalking your wife, maybe you would... Yeah, she's home alone all day. Yeah, all but night. if that thing is that big and you're, you but have to second But if you thought it was like a it. dude maybe trying to peep in on your wife? Yeah, because at this point they haven't really gotten a good Yeah, that might be the fight or flight thing right there. Yeah, like okay. protection. Yes. Home, this is my homestead. I'm protecting my homestead. I don't know how you, you guys do it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So, I sent my wife down. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. He sees these tracks and he leads, he follows them. They came from his house and then they just stop. And he goes around the back of the house, and he sees them in the back of the house, too, almost as if this thing had jumped over his house. What? Yeah. So then at this like point... Like Spring-Heeled Jack? Yes. Okay. Sorry. So at this point, he calls up his friend Dennis. Dennis! Dennis isn't involved in this story now. Hey, Dennis, the craziest thing more, just happened. He's like, hey, Dennis, come down here with Ohio-ish. your shotgun. Oh, bring your shotgun. He came down well, with it his... It is Ohio. Well, I don't know I if know. it was a shotgun, but he was armed. He came down, and they were armed. The tracks led into the woods, so him and Dennis, armed, follow the tracks for miles. Okay, now that's just plain stupid. Yeah. Especially since it was still dark out and when winter. they started this. This is yeah. winter, right? So you're going to yeah. be able to see this stuff and freeze. Mm-hmm. 
So the, the tracks eventually... Oh, well, they, they indicated that it was something very large with a powerful jump because there was, like... Leaps. Leaps, yeah. So the tra- the tracks led to the back door of a cabin in the middle of the woods. Oh. So they go and they start pounding on this door, seeing if anybody's there. Bro. No sign of nobody. Bro, it's Keith. It looks Dave. abandoned. So Keith called his dad to come pick them up because they had Got some walked care. miles at this point. <laughs> And uh, dad, yeah. So his dad, <laughs> after telling him his dad the story, uh, his dad said he believed he knew who lived in the cabin or who owned it anyway. He said it was an older man who worked in town at a local tire store. Oh, now I just got the chills. Yeah, no, oh, the tire store. Why would you get the chills? Because there's a man that lives in that cabin, not a wolf. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm follow, follow the story. Yeah. We'll follow one. He didn't say, I know the, the wolf that lives in that right. cabin. He said, I know the man. <laughs> but the man okay. that lives in this cabin. So they follow this thing to the cabin. Footprints mm-hmm. disappear. There's a man that lives in there. So Sorry. these guys, Keith and Dennis. They go to the tire shop. They shop. go to the tire shop with a broken tire. They're like, we need this tire repaired. <laughs> and so there's an older man that repaired he it for the them. Tire. <laughs> yeah, he ate the tire. No. <laughs> Um, they saw an older gentleman that worked there. His name was George, and he had what they described as intense gold eyes. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. So he fixed the tire for them, and that was it. No, uh, so three months later, they <laughs> heard... Like, really? No, no. That's it. It's 50 bucks. Uh, got the tire. <laughs> three months later, they found out that George died. Hmm. So he died, and they... Keith and Dennis, they knew a local sheriff's deputy that let them go into his cabin because they're like, this is very strange. Uh, so they went, they go in there and they see that the cabin is basically completely empty. There's no personal items, no food, no furniture there. And it smelled like wet dogs. Yeah. And then somewhere in the cabin, there was this room where the walls were covered in plate steel and there were metal chains attached to the walls. No, there were not. And the walls were covered with scratches. This can't be a real story. That's a real story. There's real witnesses. You know, we could actually go there. There's an episode of Paranormal Witness about it. I haven't watched it, but... See, you had me right up until the point of the room with the steel on it, with the chains, with the claw marks. Because <coughs> then I'm like, nah, that's too cliche. It is very much so, isn't it? Yes. I was thinking bondage. I was believing it up until that point as being plausible. So that was a little weird. But then the, the sighting stopped? Yeah. Take it? Yeah, that's where the story ends for them. Gold eyes. Could have been contacts? Probably not. Well, what year was this? I don't know exactly the exact year on this one. Well, it made me think of this because in 2008, there was a woman in Fort Custer. Fort Custer? Custer? C- K- sorry, C-U-S-T-E-R. How would you think? Custard. Right? Sounds good. In Michigan, outside of Augusta. And... This woman was in her car. This is 2008 now. She's driving home one night, and she sees this thing coming from one side of the road to get to the other side of the road. So at first she doesn't think anything of it. She just thinks it's wildlife because this is kind of a rural area. Mm-hmm. So she slows down because she doesn't want to hit this thing. And then as she slows down and it's crossing, right when it gets to the front of her car, it stands up on its hind legs and crosses the rest of the road that way before it goes back down on fours. So I'm just going to walk. And she said that when it did that, she looked right at it. It was about six to seven feet tall. 
it was hairy but had the torso of a man had kind of a boyish face but it had golden yellow eyes so golden yellow eyes so far seem to be the key to these stories Mm-hmm. werewolf yeah but <sighs> then in 2006 in the same exact area there was somebody else that saw something very similar there was a man who was walking through a field over by where his house was. So this was in like Hickory Corners, which is just north of this place. And he saw something in the field and he couldn't make out what it was. So he started to go towards it. And as he started to go towards it, it came up on its hind legs and took a couple steps. And then this is where it gets creepy. He said that when it noticed that he was coming closer, it literally slouched back down on all fours and moved commando style, as he described it, through a cornfield. That's creepy. Mm-hmm. So it has some t- intelligence to it. Okay. So, hmm. Rob, carry on with your evidence. Next story. <laughs> so this was in Palmyra, Maine. Oh, I thought you were going to say Palmyra, New York. No, unfortunately not. It's a hotbed. Mm-hmm. 2006. So the Martin family moves into this farmhouse out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, their names are Eric and Shelley, and they live there with their daughter, Chelsea. So they moved into this farmhouse, and every night they would have a routine of where they would they would go out on the front porch, and they would drink their coffee. So one night they saw some strange pulsating lights coming from the woods that were beyond a field in their farm. So they bought Skinwalker Ranch and didn't realize it? Maybe. That's where <laughs> I'm going with this here. <laughs> so they see these lights, they're just like pulsating and like... They're, were they blue or orange? They were just like regular lights. They okay. weren't no meanies. So they're not meanies. Yeah. But still, strange pulsating lights. Mm-hmm. So thinking that it was a poacher, Eric and his grown son who was there went into the woods to investigate it, and they found no signs of anybody. Because that would be your first thought, right? You see these weird pulsating lights, and you're like, somebody's poaching on our land! That's what they thought. You know. Yeah, no, but okay. <laughs> they, he was a, he's a very, um, he had a very thick New England accent, this guy, because I watched this, he also has a Paranormal Witness episode. Man, they just give those episodes to anybody. I guess so. <laughs> and uh, he's big hunter, big okay. hunting guy. Okay. You know? Um, so, yeah, you want no one poaching on his land. They didn't find anybody poaching on their land, so they don't know, have any idea where these strange pulsating lights came from. So they just disappeared? They just disappeared. There was no sign of anybody. It was eerily quiet in the woods, they said. So their daughter, Chelsea, and her boyfriend, um, shortly after this, they went walking in the woods one day with the dogs. They had two dogs. And they found this strange hole or nest somewhere in the woods that the dogs were, like, really attracted to that almost looked man-made because it was, like, it had, like, an opening that was, like, circular, like, perfectly round, and it was pretty big. So that was something. And and that's just something, a note, I guess. Nothing really happened. It was during the day. They didn't go and investigate to see if there was anything in it? No. They didn't. They kind of, like, they had the dogs. They were trying to get the dogs away from it. Um, So another night when they were sitting on the porch again, having their coffee, 
uh, Eric noticed that everything seemed like a little too quiet, and he got like this overwhelming feeling that something was wrong, like like dread mm-hmm. almost, like when you go into a place, you know how it is. And all it's <laughs> funny that you say that, like it's so normal for us. Like you know how it is. Yeah, you know. It's kind of quiet. So they had like this big spotlight that they'd had like on their porch that they would just shine out because you know they got a big field in the woods right. just to see like things, whatever. They shine the spotlight out, and they see, in the middle of their field, three sets of fluorescent eyes staring straight ahead at them. And so they start to like pan around a little bit more, and they see two more on either side of them. So they're like almost surrounding them. It's a pack. Them. Yeah. There's three in front of them, and then one on either side. So there's at least five of them that they could see. Um, so where was I here? So they didn't know what they were, because they couldn't get like a clear view of them at the time. They just know that they were very large and they seemed angry. That's what they said. Okay. That's what I put in quotes here. Angry eyes. Yep. So they immediately go inside to be safe. And they saw all five creatures crouched together in the middle of their field. And then all of a sudden one of them stood up on its hind legs and looked right directly at them. Like almost made eye contact with them. And they said it was very large. Seven to eight feet tall. So Shelly, the wife, started looking around for the dogs because she had no sign of where, where the dogs had gone. She's looking nom, all around nom, the house. Nom, nom, nom. That's what I was thinking at first. But <laughs> she's calling them. They're not coming to her. She finds them somewhere in the house hiding in a corner, petrified. Like they're just completely <laughs> afraid of whatever's going on here. So then at this point, Eric decided he was going to go to his truck to try and back it up to the house to evacuate his family, get him out of there, his wife and his daughter. So he had to go like 20 feet to get to his truck. And then the field is nope farther out that way. Nope. Yeah, and he's disabled, by the way. He has an injury that made him not move too fast. So he goes out there. He gets to his truck, and he trips a motion light right above the truck. And he looks straight ahead, and one of the creatures had come it was like face to face with him almost just out of the the light so it's in the darkness and it won't come forward into the light fully it scares the shit out of him and it ran off because he, he kind of got the impression that it didn't like the light when it, the spotlight popped on so and then at this point he decided Eric decided he's going to go to the barn because this is where he has his guns locked up Good He's place, go right? His guns. I don't know what good it would have done right. if he didn't have any silver bullets. <laughs> or in his house. Yeah. Well, his wife didn't want the guns in the house. Oh, they, here we she go. She made a big stink about that in the the, uh, the paranormal witness episode here. But and you got a pack of werewolves. Now, now you know. I'm Peterman. The house that. loaded. Yeah. So he he starts to to walk to the barn to get his guns, and this guy's just doing stupid things. He ends up getting surrounded by the werewolves. Oh, my God. <laughs> so they're literally, all five of them are surrounding him. They're, like, growling, and they, they're, like, in a motion where he, he knows. He's like, you know, I'm a hunter. I know what they're doing. They're, they're ready to pounce on him, basically, the way that they're behaving. And the only thing that really he thinks saved him is that he knew there was a motion light there, and he had it activated. So he was in the spotlight, and these wolf creatures are, like, all surrounded. around him. Yeah, just waiting for the light to go off. And he knew he had, like, one minute before the thing timed out, and then he would pounce on him, is what he thought. So he he booked it to this house. 
and he, he went inside. He locked and barricaded the door. And the whole family stayed in, like, one room for the rest of the night. And they heard the creatures come right up to the house. They could hear them growling just outside the window. Like, they came right up to the window and they were growling. And this went on until the sun came up, until morning. So they went outside in the morning. They found large tracks, clumps of hair, and scratches on their house. And that was it? It just happened that one time? Just that one time. That's so weird. Was it a full moon? I have so many questions. I don't know. I I have so many questions, too. I don't know that. Was it a full moon? That's what I would want to know. Mm -hmm. Do they give you the date and the year that it happened? (coughs) 2006. If they gave you the exact date, you could look it up and see what moon phase it was in, because I'd be curious to know that. And why did it only happen one time? You know, that's what I want to know. Like, why did it happen one time? Did they, like, get spooked and leave after that? Okay, so they don't like lights. That's the impression they got. So they're almost vampires. They're like gremlins. Right. Bright light. Bright light. My other big question to that story is when there was three or four or four or five in the field together. Mm -hmm. They were all huddled together, five of them. That takes me to another place because we believe that it's a transformation from a human to an animal, right? Well, that's one theory. Traditionally. Traditionally, that if you say that to somebody, they're like, "Oh, they're you know," and they transform mm-hmm. to movies, Hollywood, whatever. You got a pack of these. Where? W- w- what happens? Like, hey guys, uh, we're gonna show up in the field tonight. Uh, Eight o'clock. It's a meeting. We're gonna uh, we're gonna go check out uh, Shelly and them. Uh, meet us out in the cornfield. Or did they mate and make like their species? I mean, where? See, this is where it gets. Well, because there is the theory that there it is an unidentified species. It's an animal of some sort. And there was such thing as dire wolves. Like, you know, we think of them in Game of Thrones time. You know, like, that's what we think they look like. But there really was something called a dire wolf. And it Which, went extinct, like, 95,000 years ago. Some crazy thing. But go with the whole dire wolf uh, wolf thing. What is... What's the whole It looks difference? like a modern-day wolf only. It was, they think, because now they've been able to do DNA and get, like, bones and stuff like that. And they think that they were more, like, brownish-reddish in color, but they were a lot bigger than your traditional wolf. And okay. they look slightly different. Like, their ears were shorter and pointier. So more animal-ish like versus... more elongated snouts. A cross between, like, a human-ish... Animal. Well, just bigger in general. But no, like, men's torso. They didn't walk around on their hind legs. Like a toilet werewolf. Well, the one did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the one well, stood the up dire, in front of the truck. The dire wolves, though, didn't. Didn't. They weren't. They were all four. Yeah. Was that bipedal? No. No. Bipedal is two legs. Two legs. Yes. You were you were right there. So, there is a, there's, those are the, some of the theories. But they say the same thing about Bigfoot, that that's just an unknown species, and that's why... Nobody really knows what the deal is with it. I we, mean, we haven't seen a pack of big uh, uh, Bigfoots, have we? Or no. heard about a pack? It's no, always they're singular. always singular. Pack of big feet. But it would make sense for a bunch of werewolves to be together because wolves, wolves are, are pack, pack animals. animals. But what you're saying is, one of those theories is, I'm, I'm riding the whole human theory, so that could be completely wrong. They're... They're knowing, like, okay, so what are we doing? The full moon, the gravity, tidal, tidal waves, all that, the pull makes the, the craziness come out, makes them transform. Well, because one of the theories is that they change on the full moon. Another theory is that they change when there's vampires around. 
another theory is, and that's not just Twilight because that's that's the whole underworld theory too, that they transform when they feel threatened. So it's and not. It's not always a transformation so it, they can stop. There could be no moon out, but yep. if they feel threatened, they're going to change anyway. Yes. True lycanthropes do not need the full moon to change. So, okay. So that, I mean, so we could just throw the whole moon theory out for that part. Right. Okay. Some of them can do it at will. Really old ones that have been through the transformation so many times can do it at will. So you're telling me there is a pack mentality to this that they just kind of come together, not singular. Even though they can be spotted singular, there's stories of them being in groups. Yeah, they live like There's stories of them living together, just like vampires live together. But then, then you go back to the other story about George. Yeah. He seemed pretty singular. He was a human. He was a lone wolf. He was lone a lone wolf. wolf. <laughs> um, so, yeah, what, he'd just spaz out in nighttime, or he felt threatened, and then he'd go back and change tires and work in a mechanic shop during the day. Yeah, well, maybe he knew how to transform himself, or he knew how to control it. So he didn't need a pack mentality to keep him in line. He didn't need an alpha. Maybe he was an alpha. I know, there's a lot of potholes in this. Well, hello, it's cryptozoology, paranormal, supernatural stuff. There's always going to be potholes. <laughs> so the thing with the Smartin family story, though. Smartins. The, the Smartins that caught my attention really was the the whole strange pulsating lights thing that kind of connects to, like, you know, Skin Rocket Ranch, it's the Bridgewater Triangle. Yep, what it made me think of was, like, yep, where exactly is this what area? I thought, and I want to know what else people around the area have experienced yep. maybe not just werewolves what other kind of strange mm-hmm. phenomenon so it's like maybe they're not what you're thinking of humans transforming into wolves maybe well maybe it's just side maybe by side legends maybe they're running other dimensional yeah, other dimensional alien who knows portals opening up but why do we hear more about a bigfoot than we do werewolves well you don't really I mean, there was when I was researching this, there was a crap ton of sightings all over Georgia, Michigan, Ohio, uh, Louisiana. It's just because most people don't put the werewolves on a T-shirt and make shows about them when they're trying to track them down. I would be curious, <clears throat> which I don't think any one of us touched on this, where all your Bigfoot sightings are. You know, they do the maps and stuff, um, you know. Uh, Northern Pacific, it's just huge. You got like all kinds of craziness with Bigfoots up there. If there's any werewolves up there that have been spotted or sighted, if they're in the same areas of each other, or are they kind of like their separate thing where they do their, you know, they don't, the two never meet. Right. But it could very easily fall into the whole dimensional thing. Like with the lady, or uh, 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 what's his name, David, that was chasing him back to the house. And the yeah, footprints, like, yeah. stopped, and then they picked up on the other side of the house. Could that house been, like, right in the middle of a portal, and he just uh, it just zipped through it? Oh, the guy had a cabin, so I don't know on that one. That well, one's a little more detached, I feel like, to that from that theory, I guess. So there's two things that made me kind of go, hmm, about some of this. So the first thing is, I don't know if any, any research, if you came across the photo from 2018 of the creature that they found... So this always reminds me of um, the Montauk monster and how, like, you know, nobody knew what that actually was. 
And eventually they said it was like some kind of dog with a weird skin disorder. But I always am skeptical about that stuff because I feel like they just explain that crap away. But if you go online and you look up 2018 wolf creature in Montana, you'll see a picture of what this thing was. And it was described as having long, dark gray fur, an elongated snout, a big head, the ears were too big, and the legs and the torso were too short to be a wolf. So they found this thing, and they couldn't figure out what it was because it didn't look like a traditional wolf, especially in the area. Through DNA, they decided it was a gray wolf. But I wrote dot, 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 maybe. Because I feel like, again, they always try to explain away stuff like when weird things happen. Mm -hmm. And if you see the picture of it, it really doesn't look like a traditional wolf. What are we looking for for the picture? 2018 wolf creature in Montana. There should be at least one picture of it. You see like half a person standing and there's like a animal like on a table of some sort. So it's like every other Bigfoot picture that's kind of hairy, but not. It yeah. Kinda, it, you're looking into like a, a, a full patch of trees and you go. Well, it oh, reminded me of like the there. Montauk monster, how everybody was like, what the heck is that thing? You know, because it's like its jaw was all weird. It was hairless and nobody could figure it out. But then they were like, oh, it's a dog that, you know, lost its hair, had alopecia, whatever they said mm -hmm. about it. So they basically said they did DNA on this, and they found out that it was just a traditional. Rob's DNA. eyebrow went up and his head tilted. Oh, you found it? Is that it? No. I'll oh, find it for you in a second. So then the other thing that made me kind of go, hmm, this is weird, is the um, dog man of Michigan. So that's it. Yep. Look at the legs. Look how big those are. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Like, it doesn't make sense, like, proportion-wise. So according to DNA, that picture is just a picture of a typical gray wolf. That's huge. Yeah. Very strange. Who is going to go entertain that idea with no guns? So if you saw that coming at you, I mean, you might think that that was something weird. I don't know. But it kind of made me scratch my head a little because I'm like, okay, when I see stuff like that, my first thought is always, okay, how did somebody stage this? Did somebody, you know, Photoshop it? Did they do whatever? But the fact that there's a whole backstory about how they did DNA on it and it's just a typical wolf that just happens to look a little weird right. makes me go, hmm. So the Dogman of Michigan, and this is where the Mothman connection came in for me, where I was very surprised that Rob didn't pick up on this. Mm. So the Dogman of Michigan first appeared in 1887, but he appears in 10-year cycles, and the years always end in seven. And he is seen consistently in those time frames. And when people see him, he always looks the same. He's not like a harbinger of bad news or whatever, but they consistently have these sightings pop up every 10 years on this seven-year ending date mm -hmm. from 1887 up. So that whole thing that I told you about the woman that saw the crossing, that was in 2008, and the other one was in 2006, which means the middle year was 2007. So that's like the only time that the pattern hasn't repeated, but they also had sightings that were a little bit different location-wise. So it doesn't necessarily mean he didn't appear, it just means that no one might have noticed that he was there during 20, 20, you know, 2007. So he's always described the same way being six to seven feet tall, having a, the torso of a man, having short pointy ears, an elongated snout, and these bright amber-colored eyes. And this is in the same spot, the this same is in area? Michigan. 
Yep. And it's not like a folklore? Like, do they have a parade for this? No. But it made me think of the Mothman because, you know, the Mothman's got his whole history of showing up randomly and, well, maybe not randomly, but these things happening. And it's kind of like, you know, Mothman had red eyes. This guy's got yellow eyes. He was half man. Torso of a man. This thing's got a torso of a man. Now, this thing doesn't have wings, but it's walking around on two legs, just like Mothman has. You know, when you said that whole thing about the leaping and how it was able to, like, jump huge heights like that, yep. kind of made me think of, like, the same kind of similarities. So I started off at the beginning of the show going, I don't believe in any of it. I think it's crap. But is it really crap? I don't know. So you're telling me in 2007, every 10 years, you said? Every 10 years, yep. It'd make a appearance so or 1887, 1897. Okay, back 1907. then. Back then, we could tell the story. It might have something might have happened to, to actually start this off, but when you start getting up into the age of technology, let's just even go back to the seventies. We'll whatever it falls into. Don't even get me started with why is there no pictures of it when everyone has a camera on their phone. All right, we'll just use two thousand seven <laughs> as an example. <laughs> That's always my argument when any of this when we talk well, about UFOs yeah. when we talk about Bigfoot when we talk about any of what that stuff. UFOs, we got it on videotape all over the oh, place. Yeah. That's what I want to know with this Martin family in two thousand six. It's like you were terrorized a whole night. Not a single camera in the whole place. Nothing. I don't think if you're terrorized, you're thinking about no that. No phone. Though. And even if you're being terrorized, like the next morning, where's the pictures of the scratches? No phone call to the you police. You didn't save the fur. No phone call to the police? They did call 911. They didn't believe them. That's about right. They, they said it was probably just a bear. So they didn't come out and look at it and Could see it the hair? Hmm? Could it have been a bear with her cubs? I was thinking, like, well, they all seem pretty big. So I think cubs are usually smaller. But do bears go in packs like that? Well, if well, they're cubs, family unit. Family. And if the mom yeah. thought the cubs were threatened in any way, she'd become very aggressive. Where was this again? The one with that? Maine. Maine. Or if they were hungry. Could have come out of hibernation. See, now that makes me think, okay, maybe it was a bear of some sort. Maybe. And if they think it's a bear, because maybe you're in Bear County, they're just going to say, oh, it's a bear. They're not going to take the time and effort to DNA that and sample it. Because it could have been a bear den that the dogs found. Unless the family um, goes and seeks out someone who can, you know... A scientist who can run it. It's winter. They could have been hibernating and got disturbed. Yeah. Well, I don't they don't know normally come out in winter, though. I'm not they sure do if, if they're hungry. Was. They will if they're hungry. Maybe they were bears. Maybe they were interdimensional werewolves. So, in the beginning of the show, you said yes, maybe, no, maybe. So, where is the yes part coming in for you? The yes part is, what if it is related to this whole interdimensional pulsating light thing that we've found on other topics before that just seems very bizarre and seems to happen a lot but doesn't really get a whole lot of attention ghost Uh, lights yeah rob i'd like to take radiation for 500 radiation in the middle of the woods in maine yeah see i always wonder like do trap cams find pictures of these things yeah you know like I yeah, mean, but it, but do you have trap cams set up just for that purpose? Well, that guy's a big hunter. But do you put one on your house? Probably. You, you well, put a you ring could. doorbell on you your can. house. That's why I got them on my house. So you can look for the chupacabras? Yeah. Yeah, how close are they to that? 
The red caps? The brownies? I, you know, I'm not, I, I don't. So tough. Yeah, explain to me how you could still believe that Bigfoot is real, but you could be like, That's "This is crap." That's why you can't. It's like you could bunch them together if you have that theory. Okay, so where's where is all the proof of these other than oral stories or reports of uh, sightings, sightings, real life sightings? Yeah. Well, where's the proof of anything, really? Yeah, but you look at how much supposed for supposed evidence you have with Bigfoot. You got footprints that could. You got be footprints. You faked. got people that are out in jung- uh, jungles, uh, out in the forest, out in sightings, costumes. out in costumes, which I get it. But we tend to, I tend to believe that you know Bigfoot's jumping in portals and dimensional holes. Maybe. Then you got to believe the werewolves high fiving them on the way back. All right, They're tag teaming okay. each other. I'll tell you what, because I'm not a big uh, werewolf fan, like the history or the 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 legend or or lore um folklore of it maybe i i tend to believe it less than i would bigfoot because bigfoot would intrigue me more well here's the problem if you have interdimensional portals that bigfoot can go in mm-hmm. and out of why can't then you're assuming that parallel dimensions exist and the theory is that there's an infinite amount of parallel dimensions so since you got bigfoot there and you have an infinite amount of different dimensions one of them has werewolves Mind blown. <laughs> if I was Bigfoot, why wouldn't I eat him? Maybe you don't live in the same dimension. dimension. <laughs> There's infinite dimensions. Which goes back to mine. I'd like to see the sightings of how many werewolves are in versus Bigfoot sightings throughout the countries or the world to see exactly what it's up against. Hey, Rob's got the hands together. It's coming. Maybe when you have these parallel dimensions... The dimensions that the Bigfoots are coming from are closer to us than the dimensions that the so werewolves we see are coming less from. Werewolves? So, so we see you see less... less werewolves than you do Bigfoots. That is a possibility. Maybe it's a smaller line of, you know, maybe Bigfoot's population is bigger. Well, and if you think about it, not all of these walk around on their hind legs, right? Because reports mm-hmm. say that they see them on all fours. So if you just saw some big, hairy, wolf-like thing walking around on all fours, you might not think that was paranormal. You might yeah. just think, wow, that's crazy. Did I really just see that? Oh, Did it just look like a big wolf? Yeah, or right, a bear. Right, right. Whereas if you see a 12-foot Bigfoot walking around, that's like, holy crap, that is not normal. That does not look like anything else. I feel like so it's many more of the believable. sightings with the wolves... A little more believable. Yeah. It looks more grounded. Easier to explain away. So we're saying this is its own species. We're we're not tying this into human elements. Where we're not going with the le- the the folklore of this. We're taking that out of the picture, right? Well, if if we're gonna go along this theory, then we would have to say that they're the same as Bigfoot. So they're born werewolves. They're born big feet. Big feet. Big feet. Big footus. Big foot eye. Foot eye. Big foot eye. Right. Because th- those are not changing back and forth. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're going by the theory of parallel dimensions, you could say both. <laughs> well, you, yeah. That's where you really fall down the rabbit hole and make your mind melt. Because believing it's a creature is easier to me than believing somebody gets bit and they turn into this. Well, absolutely. You know what I mean? And maybe that's why, that's the other knock that I have against it. It's just another lo- right. storytelling legend. Yeah. And not but if you as think of it as a actual... Yeah. Werewolf in London scenario. Oh, that wasn't real. It was. Um, yeah. 
that would probably have to be so we have to maybe give this a little more credit than what most the average people would think about it do you believe in chupacabras you believe that there's something out there sucking the blood out of cattle and killing them i'm not going to disbelieve it no okay do you believe in loch ness monster no do you believe in puck wedgies Oh, man, see, because fairies might be reputable. <laughs> when you get in the shit that's in the woods, it's like there's so much... That we probably haven't tapped into. Yeah. I mean, people have stories of seeing stuff out in the forest all the time. That yeah. we, and how many how many species or organisms are we finding yearly uh-huh. that we thought were, like, gone? With all of our technology. Right. Yeah. Why wouldn't drones be picking up more of this crap? Well, think about... How, I mean, you're talking about a needle in a haystack, literally. Plus, you got all the trees that'll be blocking. Plus, they don't get close enough. I mean, they're flying like pretty high above everything. But it's also the same theory as like, why when you see some crazy crap, don't you pull out your camera and go? I'm telling you, that'd be the first thing, but I'm, I've never been in a situation where... Why don't you ask the Bigfoot hunters why they're not using drones? Because Bigfoots don't exist. <gasps> well, you're not... You're looking for them. Are you ever looking for them in the daytime? Well, are they nocturnal? Uh, most of the time, you hear stories that they're... It's in... Well, lately, it's been night... Night uh, studies where you know the tree knocks and drones have night vision, heat signatures. Maybe, but I'm just trying to open that can 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 of worms. Can you put a flare camera on a drone? Yes. I'm sure the government does it all the time. They're watching us right now. (laughs) That's why we're going into the uh, new Parababel studio down in the uh, some heat signatures. The dungeon. The No heat signatures. What we're gonna call it? The dungeon. We're gonna put metal sheets of metal on all the walls. Yeah. Well, that's like uh, what's the um, the smoking dog over at Skin oh, Ranch. Don't even get me started with that. Now that's Ooh. something I cannot get behind. I'm sorry. Why? No German shepherds it's standing in trench up? coats, standing on their two back legs, smoking cigarettes. Now, if you just told me it was a German shepherd-looking creature standing on its back legs, maybe. But when you put it in a trench coat and give it a cigarette, no. <laughs> I have a problem understanding how that's even possible. But we don't know what's Why on the other... Why would they wear trench coats? Maybe it was a detective. <laughs> you know, maybe it was raining on the other side. We don't know where they've been. Maybe it was a flasher. <laughs> <laughs> maybe there was some, like... They don't have thumbs. How'd they light the cigarette? <laughs> that's what stumped me now. That's they don't have it. thumbs. How'd they, light the, how'd they light the cigarette? That's we where have the to... story falls apart. <laughs> We have to get a hold of George Knapp because he did a lot of that writing with that stuff. <laughs> that was my question. If you don't have thumbs. <laughs> Maybe he had a cigarette lighter in his car. You just got to push it in. <laughs> All right. Take it out. Oh, now <clears throat> they drive too? <clears throat> now they have cars? Why not? They smoke and they got trench coats. <laughs> Why can't they drive? <laughs> I think it would even be difficult for them to hold the cigarette. They have to like Maybe... shove it in between their little nails. Maybe they help each other or something. I don't know. <laughs> See, but that's where you lose me is when it starts getting hokey and corny, and then I can't. Well, okay. So any of these stories, any of these stories, did they sound hokey and corny? No. Except for leaping over the house. Yeah, that's weird. But How that do you get around? Me of Spring-Heeled Jack. I mean, that was like a demon-like creature. 
that came from out of nowhere that wreaked havoc. Red eyes. But how high was the house, though? Because they never mentioned. Was it two stories? Was it just a ranch? How high could Spring Hill Jack jump? Really high. The fact that you have to jump at least 25 feet, we'll say 20 feet, in the air to get over and clear a peak on a ranch, I mean... Maybe it just jumped on top and then it ran across the roof and down. Okay, so it, so it could have swung up. Because he didn't go up on his roof and check if there were tracks on the roof. Remember that scene in Signs when they hear him mm-hmm. scurrying across the roof? Ooh. Too scary. Something wrong with the water. It's dirty. Too much. All right, so maybe I've changed my opinion a little bit. Okay, so folklore is folklore. These sightings will fall under, like, Bigfoot sightings or any other thing that can't really totally be explained. I feel like if you're going to take the human transformation element out of it, that gives it credence. Yep, it gives gives it credibility. credibility. Well... As much credibility as there right, could be right. in researching this. Exactly. I mean, all of crypto is weird, right? Nothing really makes sense. Things are mishmashed of other things put mm-hmm. together. You know, yes. I mean, you think about skunk ape. You think about Jersey Devil. You know, these Bigfoots, these werewolf-type creatures, you know. Well, even look at the creatures that they're finding coming up from the bottom of the ocean that look like just like these oh my God, m- yes. massive, like, blobs of whatever. And it's like, what? Where did this come from? And yeah, like, where did all this come from? Scary looking stuff. Cthulhu. So I, Japanese I've, toilet demons. That was an awesome episode. They're, yeah, they're always around those Japanese toilet demons. I, I'm, I'm probably gonna, you know, like I said, I'll probably give this a different look. Now, if we take out that whole thing and just say, hey. This is definitely some type of animal creature that's unexplained. Because I think the other thing you have to think about, too, is that if this was just a wild animal, chances are somebody would have been attacked by now. Right? How many people get attacked by bears? How many people get attacked by, you know, all kinds of creatures that we know of? In So if this thing has some intelligence to it, like I think everybody thinks that Bigfoot does, I would assume if you're going to put these on the same plate together... That this thing maybe is a little more intelligent than your average animal. That its intent is maybe not to kill somebody and to harm somebody. Right. And when this episode's over, because we didn't do it for this episode, like I said, we just kind of brainstormed here. I'm definitely going to see where the sightings are, if that's that's even a thing. You know what we need to do in the new Parababble studio? We need a map with the pushpins. And we need to start plotting Devil's Triangle... Mm-hmm. We need to start plotting all of these areas and all the different colors for the different things that people keep seeing so that we can really start to look at what the patterns are. Yep. We need to do that. Yeah. We Let's need to plot it. where Skinwalker Ranch is. We need to plot where some of these sightings happen. So we need a big like topographical We have to get all different colored map. pins. Yeah. Something like the size of that 800-foot TV. Yes, for sure. Yep. Let's I mean, do it. I feel like that's the only thing that's going to start solving any of this. No one else is solving it. We have to. And we, we we can't do an episode every six months to solve it, huh? London, Ohio isn't that far away. I was looking it up. Popul- it's one in 43, what is it? One in every 43 people die in London, Ohio. You have like an 83, 80, there's some weird 83% chance of dying. Well, I'm it's, telling you, when you start looking at where these are, and they're all southern states... On the east coast, from that's a lot of land. Maine, all the way down to Louisiana. 
you got to figure mountains, trees. I mean, there's a lot of open area where things that you will probably, like you said, you'll probably never come across. Yep. You know, and if you do, it's by chance, and you're one of those stories that are a by chance story. Well, like, look at the Everglades. There's so many things that are there that people don't even know are there because they've never fully explored every single bit of that. It's too vast. And that's just one section in one state. Right. I mean, some of the forests that we have in this country are still very uninhibited, believe it or not. But this map idea, we got to do this. Yeah, we do. Yep. That'll definitely be... We shall bring a piece to bring into the the new studio. I'm going to get a bunch of different colored pins. Yeah. Let's we'll see yep. if we can find like a big... Just for the U.S., right? Yeah. I think we start with just the, the United States. Oh, we're going to solve it. <laughs> we're going to solve it from the basement. Yep. We're going to do it. From the dungeon. So, so we're all in agreement? Yes. Yeah. And if anybody out there's got weird things that they see in their town or they've heard stories about, contact us. Let us know. At Parabevel or ParabevelPodcast at gmail.com. If you bring us a story, we'll put a pin with your name on it. On our new map. On Ooh. our new map. And then if we can solve it, you get a gold pin. Ooh. Now that's going a little far. We need some sponsorship. Uh, I think we, <laughs> we need sponsorship for gold We need to start worldwide now because we're big in Australia. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, we'll have this up by episode 100. Sounds good. All right. Mm-hmm. I like it. Groovy.